on this sunny day, welcome to the Zest Wellness Podcast. message to you before we get into the podcast is that you can always enroll in the Zest Wellness platform by visiting www.joinzestwellness.com. You can also find Zest Wellness's blog. How you can do that is through www.zestwellness.com cgi.com slash blog. All in all, you can take advantage of the Zest Wellness platform and the Zest Wellness blog. Enjoy this podcast episode. Our guest today is Miss Kenya McKenzie. And as we're about to say her bio right now, you notice what really jumps out is Kenya's love for lifelong learning and continuous improvement. Today, you can find her at Baja Retreat Spa that she started a few years ago. And Baja is also a part of the International Spa Association. But today, you can also find her volunteering with Bible Education for Youth. All in all, Kenya is a spa director, an owner, an esthetician, a body sugaring educator, and a brow threading specialist. When asked personality characteristics about Kenya, you can say the words creativity, work ethic, and being meticulous with attention to detail. With that being said, Kenya, welcome to the Zest Wellness Podcast with our topic today being all about skin health. Nice having me. Uh, thank you for joining <laughs> thank us. Thank you, Kenya. Uh, again, I thank you for taking your time out on your busy schedule to be here with us and um, share this factful information with uh, jurisdictions and also our listeners. Uh, without any further ado, I'm just going to jump straight in, okay? So... Kenya, you mentioned that you're, and correct me if I say this incorrectly, <laughs> all right? You mentioned that you're an esthetician. Did I say that correct? Correct. All right. Can you tell us what that really means? What's that profession about? Well, an esthetician is a skincare specialist, unlike a dermatologist that works on the dermal layer of the skin. The dermal layer of the skin is where your blood vessels and veins are. An esthetician works with the epidermal layer of the skin, so we deal with more skin disorders and more skin diseases. Okay. Uh, what are what are some skin disorders that you are commonly faced with on a day-to-day basis? You have situations like eczema, mm-hmm. right? You can have um, different forms of acne, um, an occasional case of psoriasis. Um, normally in those situations, you want to direct a person to a dermatologist. But um, more dry skin related and acne. Okay. Um, what are you looking for to identify whether or not an individual has healthy skin? Interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And why the question is interesting is because 
if you analyze someone's skin long enough, you can perhaps find some faults with their skin. But um, I would say in a relative sense, healthy skin, you would look at the skin texture. For example, you would analyze whether the skin is badly damaged from the sun, has sun damage. And normally you can identify sun damage by discoloration. Right? Also, you can tell if it has like a crack. Right? And um, also whether someone has pimples, um, that's related to the texture of the skin. And then um, another thing that you look at is you attempt to see what the elasticity is like. So normally you would sort of bounce the skin around a bit to see if it bounce back. And normally if a person's skin is too dry, it won't bounce back. So the skin is dehydrated. And so you would definitely, healthy skin would be a very hydrated skin as well. Well, as, as individuals are listening, I guess they are intrigued by what you just said. Because I'm sure a lot of them are going to be in the mirror and looking <laughs> to see if they do have healthy skin. They have that bounce, <laughs> flexible skin. So what is it that they should be looking for when they test this in the mirror? Well, you know, one of the things I say when you're cleansing your skin, if it's squeaky clean, it's too clean. It's damaged. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Skin is not supposed to be completely void of oil. Okay. So if all the oil is gone, then that's a problem. What you want is normal skin, and like I said, that's sort of rare because you have a lot of persons who have combination skin, or they have oily skin, or they have dry skin. So one of the things that they will look at is trying to make sure they're not drying the skin a little too much, and that they're using a moisturizer. Mm -hmm. right. So someone like myself, I I I consider myself to have very oily skin. You know, I can, I guess I I I'd always thought that I was. I mean, I guess I'm naive okay. because I thought. With oily skin, I would want to dry it to the maximum so that it can get oily again, because it eventually does. Um, what is it that I should be concerned about when it comes to moisturizing as an oily skin person? All right, so let's talk about cleansing first. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you would definitely want to make sure that you're using the right cleanser. Okay. So someone with oily skin would want to use a foam cleanser or a gel cleanser. Okay. And someone with dry skin would use like a cream-based cleanser. Okay. All right. So you want to start cleansing properly first. And then also the exfoliating, mm -hmm. right? You'd want to exfoliate at least two to three times a week. Okay. Because if you have oily skin, that means you may be more prone to building bacteria in the skin. Because the oil, dirt like oil, right? So you need to exfoliate probably a little bit more often than someone with dry skin. Okay. Right? And when I mean exfoliants, I'm not referring to anything that's very harsh. Um, you don't have to be scrubbing the skin too aggressive, mm. right? Because you can run into another problem. Yeah. So you want to exfoliate like about two or three times a week. So if you use, if you exfoliate too much, then what's going to happen is that it's going to trick your, your sebaceous glands, your oil glands, and tell it to, to produce more oil. Okay. So you think you're getting rid of oil, but then you can be having more oil being produced, mm. right? So we talk about cleansing, we talk about exfoliating, now using a moisturizer. So if you have oily skin, you would probably want to go with more of a, a water-based moisturizer, something that's more hydrating. Right? So okay. you still want to moisturize the skin. Yeah. All right. Even though at times there's some people that believe that you can get away, yes, you may be able to get away, but you still want to at least hydrate the skin so it can look healthy. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, that's, that's actually interesting. I mean, I learned a lot just in, in that few seconds. Now. Uh, for our listeners, when they do wash their face, is, is it better for them to select 
cold water or hot water? That's a very interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm filled with All it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lukewarm water would be better. Mm. Of course, I mean, people believe that, okay, hot water opens the pores. Mm. Cold water closes up the pores. But your pores is not like doors. They don't just open and close, mm. right? So, yes, hot water has its benefits. But if you're going to be doing that on a daily basis, you can be drying out the skin, right? Now, cold water does have some benefits because it can help tighten the pores. But lukewarm, when you're asking washing the face, lukewarm water is it's quite fine. Okay. So it's not a, like a procedure you should do. It's not like uh, you wash your face with warm water first and then you use cold water after. No, just use no. the lukewarm water. Just use lukewarm yeah. water. Because you want to have a really good cleanse. All right. So if it's cold, then you wouldn't really, really get a really good cleanse, the lather that you would like yeah. with your cleanser. And another thing, and I know you're probably going to get there, right? <laughs> personally, and not just personally, because you can find research information on this as well, but a lot of persons um, ask, or I find out that a lot of persons are using soap to wash their face. Okay. Okay. Many persons are not aware. The particles in soap are very large, mm. all right? And they clog the, the, clog the pores very quickly, mm. all right? So even there's some medicated soap and there's yes and things that change and you know people are reformulating soaps in a different way and make some of them a lot more safer, um, not too harsh on the skin. But soap overall can clog the pores. Like I tell people, just take a look at what soap scum looks like. Yeah, right, <laughs> true. Right? Exactly. And think about that going into your skin. Yeah. So you may get away with um, using soap for a period of time, but as you get older, your skin mature. That's just going to weigh the skin down and make your skin tired. So what you want to use is a cleanser in a bottle or a tube. Okay. It's a lot more gentle. Okay. And what about toners? Are you um, keen on someone using a toner on a regular basis? Well, toner is somewhat optional. Okay. But for a lot of women that wear makeup, uh, toners are good because they can help make sure that the skin is uh, properly clean. And it also balances the pH which makes your products that you're going to use afterward work a lot better. Okay. So toners have some benefits, but it could still be somewhat optional. Yeah. yeah. Is, a, is a toner designed to kind of help with discoloration as well? Well, the results you get from a toner is going to be minimal because, okay. yeah, it's going to be minimal. Okay. But they have um, a lot of toners, some toners have alcohol in it, so you want to avoid a toner with alcohol if you want to avoid drying out the skin. And like I said, a lot of products have changed over the years. Some toners uh, even act as a moisturizer. Okay. Uh, I, I know off, off air we spoke about alcohol and its effects on the yes. skin. Um, what's your thoughts on alcohol for oily skin? Because uh, I would think that I have oily skin. with rich ingredients but not necessarily um, alcohol because like I said it's still it's going to dry your skin and then you're going to be dealing with other issues okay. right? so you don't want to fix one problem and create another one okay. so try and look for products without alcohol okay. yeah alcohol shouldn't be one of the main ingredients in anyone's products okay. yeah alcohol is very harsh on the skin and there's two different things that you have skin type and you have skin condition okay. your skin type for example, right, like right now, your skin can look dry. Mm -hmm. 
then you could say, hey, but I have oily skin, right? So what do I treat? All right, so normally we will treat the condition and not the type, right? Because the condition is what you're faced with at a particular time. And our, skin, our skin type, the skin type we have is an inherited. Um, we inherit our skin type. Right. So if you have oily skin, it's not going to change, okay. <laughs> right? You just have to learn how to control it. Okay. You want to talk a little bit about, um, we, we live in the Caribbean, and this is obviously a very warm climate. Sun is out often, which we're all very grateful for. However, um, over more recent years, there's been more and more concern about the damage that the sun can do to your skin. Can you speak on healthy practices mm -hmm. regarding how to manage the amount of time you spend out in the sun, um, any form of protection that can be got to protect your skin, um, or anything else that you want to elaborate on? Well, regardless of our skin type or skin color, it's important that we all wear sun protection. Hmm. Whether you're going out, um, spending time in the sun or not, just the fact that you're leaving the house and you're exposed to the sun, you should wear sun protection. And the Skin Cancer Foundation recommends at least SPF 30. Right? And it also they also recommend that you try to reapply after two hours and to look for a water resistance and sun protection. Okay. So normally two things, um, I should say, one thing that you want to look for with the sun protection is you, you want to have one that says UVA um, and UVB protection because UVA is the aging rays and UVB is the burning rays. So you want, uh, you see broad spectrum mm -hmm. on your sun protection, then that would be uh, protection from the UVA and UVB rays. Uh, what, uh, what happens if, if I get sunburned? Um, what, what should I what should I do immediately if I have severe sunburn? Should I jump in the shower? Should I use aloe? Should I use lotions? Should I use an uh, exfoliator? What, what's your recommendation? Well, well normally if you're, Whenever there's heat, right, there's inflammation, right? So you, the first thing you want to do is cool it down, right? So like with any burn, um, cool water is good, cool compresses are good. Uh, aloe is excellent because um, aloe is anti-inflammatory. So that's like, and a lot of times when you see person sell um, sun protection, they normally have aloe right next to it. So aloe is very cooling and it's good at sun sending down this inflammation. How safe is it to apply aloe? Can I apply that several times in a day? Well, like twice a day is fine. Okay. Twice a day should be adequate. Like most products, you apply in the morning and you can apply in the evening. Okay. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, Kenya, um, I want to talk a little bit about misconceptions. Right? And I think um, I'm glad that we're doing this platform and I think it's a great one, you know, so for our listeners so that they can learn the facts about certain industries and services that, that can be provided because there's so much misinformation out there that's just posted on the internet, this and that. So getting the real professionals in here to give us the right answers is, is very, very valuable. So generally in your field, I just wanna just leave it very open-ended for you. Like what are some of the common misconceptions you hear about skincare? We already touched on some of them. We talked about the hot water right. versus the cold water. You should do this or that. Anything that kind of comes to mind and you say, you know what, this is a this is often said, but it's actually not true. And these are these are kind of the, the real facts, if you will. 
I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. Misconception. Misconception. Yeah. Hmm. Related to the skin? Yeah, anything. Anything? Related to the skin, yeah. Okay, there was um, there's one misconception about when a person gets a burn. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that putting butter or oil yeah. <laughs> or lotion right. <laughs> on a burn is going to make it better, right? That's that's a very popular misconception. I mean, I think some people know better, but then some people still will go ahead and do that. Or uh, let me put very cold water or I put ice. Mm-hmm. But ice and very cold water, that can add trauma right. to the burn, right? And of course, um, if you put oil, you're only producing more heat. Yeah. Right? So in my research, I found some interesting things. I thought, you know, many persons would, would be interested in knowing um, when it comes to receiving a burn, and most burns would not be happening well in the kitchen. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So one of the first things that's recommended is that you run cold water. Mm-hmm. Right, cool water, but not very cold. Okay. Right? Use cold compresses. You can use anti um, an antibiotic ointment like neosporin. Right, that would help. And aloe, like you mentioned, because of its anti-inflammatory properties. Right, honey, I thought was also interesting. Right, right? I heard that before. Yes, yeah. because honey is also a natural antibacterial. Right, right. So, and, I know that. And then too, you don't want to pop the blister because. If whenever you have um, blisters, then there's the chance of spreading an infection. There's an infection because it's where the pus is. Yeah. And so you don't want to expose the rest of the skin to that. So you want to pop that blister. Okay. So I guess, and not, not to segue too, too far away from burns, mm-hmm. but when persons have pimples and it's inflamed and it's like um, kind of fussy, mm-hmm. um, do you you don't recommend squeezing those bumps then? No. Okay. But you have those persons, even if they tell them no, <laughs> they still want it's to just know a how habit, to. Right? <laughs> so you still have to educate them as to how to. Okay, right. right. So if you have pimples, the reason why you don't want to squeeze them yourself is because the chances are you can damage the skin. Okay. All right. And Whenever you're doing an extraction, you want to make sure that the pore is properly open. Mm-hmm. So, of course, heat, but not just heat you want to use. Sometimes you use your treatments prior to using heat, mm-hmm. right? So, let's say, for example, you were home, right? Just when you wash your face and you just come out of the shower and it's warm, if you're going to deal with a pimple, that would probably be the best time because okay. the pores are open. <laughs> Okay. But now you remove that pimple, but now you probably have some blood and some pasta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need to find something to um, disinfect that area. So then you have the option of um, you have hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide, diluting that with some water, okay. right? Most persons would have that at home. You don't want to put the raw hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide on the skin directly, mm-hmm. right? Because it can damage the skin. If you have an antibiotic cream, you can use that as well. But again, we're not encouraging persons to, to pop. Yes, to become surgeons, you know, <laughs> or an esthetician and pop their own pimples because you can scar the skin if you apply too much pressure mm. um, to the area. Okay. Well, what's your what's your thoughts on um, use of tea tree oils? I know that's a big sensation. Mm-hmm. I know it's been added to a lot of um, facial or skin products. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your thoughts on using a tea tree oil on a pimple? Mm. 
Well, I personally haven't, but teaching oil is very healing. Okay. Yes, it's very healing. But just have to be careful how you use essential oils. Yeah. Like anything, I mean, it's good, but you need to be careful as to, you know, how yeah. you use it. I know it's on the board for the teacher oils, there's a recommendation to dilute it and so, not use it directly on Yes, yeah, so yeah. a lot of things is meant to be diluted. So. Yeah, right. We could get a bit carried away, so that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's yeah, um, so, informative. You know, I love natural products, but it's how you use them. Right, yeah. And do you, in your profession, do you see a huge, um, I guess, variance of, of people with super sensitive skin versus not so sensitive skin? Or is that is that not really a thing? You know what I mean? I've got a little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. I think the two, the biggest, two biggest concerns we get is aging. Mm -hmm. Aging is one and acne. So persons want to look younger. No, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so, I like to consider myself an anti-aging skincare specialist. Oh, okay. <laughs> now we know who to come to. <laughs> so, if you're 30 and above, then you definitely want to consider um, getting anti-aging facials. Right. And with aging, you were speaking on the elasticity of the skin. So, over time, that is what we're losing, right? That causes us to age. Is that correct? Right, or is it yes, other factors? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, so normally what happens, the skin supposed a healthy skin repairs itself every twenty-eight days, but shed dead skin cells every twenty-eight days. So when that you've heard of the process of mitosis. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. So as you your skin mature, it doesn't work like how it should. And normally that starts from middle between age twenty-five to thirty, right? Depending on your DNA, right, of course. And so what you want to do to prevent aging now, because you have the buildup of dead skin cells just sitting on your skin that pulls your skin down, that makes your skin look dull and dark. It's like dirt sitting on your skin, but it gets heavy, right? The weight of that. So then you need to be using exfoliants, exfoliants. And not just a scrub, because the scrub only can go so far. As your skin mature, scrubs can produce some inflammation, and inflammation causes aging. So if you're going to use a scrub, make sure it's very fine. But what I recommend is fruit acids. So you've probably heard about glycolic acid. Yes. You've um, the different type of fruit acids. You've probably heard of salicylic acids. I'm trying to think a bit more of them. Kojic acid. Kojic acid helps with discoloration, but it's a, it's a natural acid. It's from the koji um, berry. And then you have um, salicylic acid that's derived from aspirin. Um, and then you have... Um, that's what I mentioned. Glycolic from sugarcane. So you have all these different types of acids that you can use um, to increase exfoliation. Plus, when they're combined into a nice product, it's not harsh because you're not just using one um, one particular acid, like lactic acid, which is derived from sour milk. That's yeah. what I find lines in wrinkles. Mm -hmm. But you've probably heard back in the day, persons used peels. They used to get a lot of glycolic yeah. peels. But and the reason why you would go with um, like glycolic or anything with um, like fruit acids is because the molecules in those um, type of products, they're smaller, so they're more effective. They're able to go into the pores, clean it out, and remove the dead skin cells and the oil and give the skin a really nice polished look. So like I said, if you're 30 and over, uh, you should be using, you should be getting anti-aging facials. So you've heard the talk about um, Retin-A. Yes. Retin-A is good. But again, everything in balance. You don't want to use anything excessively because, again, you don't want your skin to be overly dry.
So my clients come to me. The first thing I go for is some type of food acid. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because um, I know in Bahamian culture, our family islanders uh, would tend to, in the summer season, eat the watermelon and then take the skin of the watermelon and rub it across their face. So they said as a cooling mechanism. Mm-hmm. I guess as some form of dermatological um, remedy in terms of repairing the skin as well. Mm-hmm. And those hidden recipes may be something mm-hmm. that can be a benefit to individuals. Yeah, and you have like papaya, papaya's. Um, papaya enzymes are Great. good for so we use papaya enzymes as well. So I guess mm. your recommendation too would be sometimes yeah. to take but, the fruit or the skin of the fruits mm. and rub them onto the surface of the skin. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah, so I mean as long as it doesn't hurt your skin, because yeah. like they say, you know, natural is good, but it's how you use them. Correct. It's Correct. it's important. Yeah. So papaya enzyme is good. Papaya is good for acne. I'm gonna Excellent. buy I'm gonna buy a lot of papaya. Today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my auntie agent. So. <laughs> No, but it's amazing when you get anti-aging facials, what they do, especially when it's a really good product, yes. it can really bring life to the skin. That's awesome. Right. Yes. That's good to know. Yeah. And for those who are fighting against anti-aging and also for all others who are going to be younger, younger ones like Navarro, yeah. <laughs> how, how often is it recommended for us to get a facial? A facial... Generally, it's recommended once every four to six weeks. Okay. But a really good facial, you get one every two months. Okay. Yeah, a really good facial. As long as you're using professional products, then you can get away not getting a facial every month. But if you're using, if a person has some acne and it's, you know, it's a challenge, or let's say that some person wear makeup, a lot of makeup daily, then they definitely, persons who really want to consider getting facials, somewhere between six to eight weeks, seven weeks. Okay. okay. Um, so this has been a very refreshing conversation so far because what I gather is that you use a very holistic approach to your, your treatments mm-hmm. and with that a lot of it seems to be natural remedies which mm-hmm. is great what's your personal take on um, things such as using Botox more cosmetic um, measures to try to retain our youth if we will and and could you elaborate on if it's good or bad and what the detriments can or you know may maybe well when it comes to botox i don't really have a whole lot to say about botox i try to discourage my clients against getting botox yeah because it freezes the nerves that actually responsible for certain facial expressions So sometimes it can look unnatural, yeah. but they have other dermal fillers there that people can consider that's a lot softer. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I do believe, I mean, if your skin is looking very aged and you try everything, I mean, you could look into some fillers to just make sure that you're aware of what the side effects are. Right. Yeah. So I'm not totally against fillers, but Botox, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you say it freezes this, like it just, Nerves, like yes. almost paralyzes it, so, so yeah. they can stay like in this people, form. I mean, it's like they're like, I mean, look like a mannequin. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I guess it'll be a society of poker faces. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But is there is there long term detriment to it aside from the from the immediate effect it has, and so the the toxin itself that's injected, is there any potential side effects? So that I haven't personally done. Oh, I haven't. I haven't done a lot of research on Botox. Okay. I, I can't, I wouldn't speak on that. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. okay. 
Um, so at home, my wife has yeah, like at least three to four bars of turmeric soap, right? Um, <laughs> three, to three to four bars of turmeric soap. Um, what's your stance in regards to turmeric soap? I know that's been that caught uh, real popular wave here in the Bahamas. You have a lot of females now using turmeric soap. Mm-hmm. So what's your stance on that? Well, I, I know I have a few friends that use some turmeric soap as well. And so like I say, the people, if your product that you see, if it's working for you, mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it. I know it can become very stimulating. And I think some people use it acne as well. I am not opposed to it. Like I say, with soaps, I think you should not be using them consecutive and being like you shouldn't use them consistently mm-hmm. so use it for a period of time and then give yourself a break from them okay okay um is it is that so good for eczema as well because i think that that's that's one of the the one of the promoting tools that's been it? used in regards to turmeric soap i'm not too sure i'm not too sure yes. um, I, I know i, about, I know about turmeric is muscle for breakouts and things yes. and, and yeah. bacteria on the, on the skin because yeah. normally when a person has eczema, they have dry, itchy skin, so mm-hmm. they want something to calm the skin down. Okay. To keep yeah. the conversation on eczema, though, what, what are your skin care remedies that you would suggest for individuals that may be suffering from eczema? Well, that's um, eczema. It's a very challenging um, skin disorder for some people. I have eczema. <laughs> I have it around my ankles. Now, one of the things that I found that was helpful for me was staying away from products with a particular ingredient, ingredient called sodium lauret sulfate. It's in a lot of floor cleaners, degreasers. They have it in shampoos. Oh, really? Yes, it strips the skin a little bit too much. Can you say that ingredient again for me? Sodium lauret sulfate. Okay. Yes. Okay. So what it is, it's a product that produces a lather. Okay. Right? So they have it in a lot of shampoos. Yeah. That's why you see a lot of um, companies are now producing shampoos that sulfate-free. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of soaps have this particular ingredient in it. SLS is the initial. Yeah. So for me, I found um, using dark white bar, mm-hmm. right, to be, um, you know, relatively, it works fine. One of the safer products. Yes. Okay. Avino has product as well that is good for persons that are home. And I'm trying to remember there's another product that that's out there. I think it's Cetaphil. That's it? Yes. That's good for um, eczema. Okay. But keeping the skin hydrated works and using petroleum-based products as well. And cortisone cream with at least 1% cortisone in it can be effective as well. Okay. And keeping out of the sun as much as possible. No, okay. You, you raised a very um, interesting point just a moment ago about washing your hair and the effects on the skin. What's your thoughts? Um, should I wash my hair before I wash my face, or should I wash my face before I wash my hair? What do you? What's your thoughts? That sounds like a male question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's like, right. uh, well, if your hair is. Um, Oiled, <laughs> then it may make sense to, you know, I, I've never really given any thoughts okay. to the process, but maybe you want to wash your hair face first and then wash your face first. Okay. I, never really, I don't think it really matters. Okay. Mm. Uh, just make sure that after you wash your hair, that your face um, is clean. Just make sure your face is clean afterward. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. 
So just kind of um, kind of closing down a little bit. If if you know yet someone wanted to reach out to you and and you know inquire about your services, what is the best means of doing that um, for you personally? Okay, personally, they can send me an email at Kenya K E N Y A at Baja Retreats dot com. That's B A H A R E T R E A T dot com. Okay. Um, any social media pages you want to share that person can maybe want to reach out to you or connect with? Yes, we have Baja Retreats Anti-Aging Spa. It's on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Well, Miss McKenzie, well, we really do thank you for your time today. You've been most informative to us and our listeners. Uh, we're very hopeful that everyone that's listening will um, take heed of your advice and implement the skin care remedies which you've suggested. Uh, I know I've learned a lot, and I'm sure the audience has yeah, learned a lot. I think that was outstanding. I, I learned a lot today, personally. We're yeah. just, just hopeful that we weren't too <laughs> near by it. So. No, actually, though, I think I sort of put a question yeah. too in there for females. Yeah. I think you stood tall for females. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We really do appreciate well, it. Thank, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. We will be more than happy to invite you for future podcasts with myself, Glenn, Naval, and Nathan, who's on the call today. Thank you for listening to that episode on skin health from Kenya. In the episode, we covered topics such as misconceptions, sunscreen, types of cleansers, the temperature of water, and a really insightful piece of information from Kenya along the lines of healthy skin is hydrated skin. Always remember, you can take advantage of Zest Wellness and the Zest Wellness platform where you can create healthy habits and compete in challenges with your colleagues. To access the platform, visit www.joinzestwellness.com. Mm-hmm.